Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And I'm Mark Hyde. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about the five ways to reset your faith in the coming new year. Hope you guys are ready for the ride. Mark, you ready? Let's go! Let's go! What's going on, brother? Bro, we're mobile tonight. Man, I am. I'm like, I feel like I got a control center here. I'm the guest. I'm like, click, 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 click. Because if people don't know, when we're in studio, you normally handle the video portion and I handle audio portion. Right, right. And tonight you you all the things. And it's kind of deserving since it's my fault. I mean, well, not my fault, but you know. Kids Sick. are gross. Like yeah. that's that's who's faulted. His kids are gross. Yeah. So we're 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 doing uh, a little bit of uh, uh, remote podcasting tonight because uh, my kids got strep throat. Yep. And hopefully audio sounds good for the podcast, folks. But if you're listening over on YouTube land, I'm in my office. Fuller is in the studio. Sign behind me, <laughs> hey, dude. We haven't done this. I mean, we did this back um, when I was at the Edison Roadhouse a couple years ago. Did we? Um, when you had COVID. Because I was up in the bedroom because I had to make That's the bed right, before we went right, live. Right, right, yeah, because that was, uh, it was 2020. and No, 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 not 2020 because Beth and I weren't together yet. This was like in 2022. So it was the second time. Oh, yeah, it was the second time I had COVID? Uh, or third. Been. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, we're back in the remote studios again today. Yes, sir. So, so if there's a slight delay, it's okay. We'll, we'll get we're through it, power my dude. through it. But, buddy, how's your week been? It's been weird. It's been really weird. Like it's it's been a week where I've had to play like super dad. Yeah. Where Elliot, okay, dude. So Elliot got a, a nasty cough back when he was, you know, at his mom's house over the weekend. I had to take him to urgent care on Tuesday night, right after well, right after school, because um my mom texted us and said he basically got into such a coughing fit that he ended up like on the ground in his classroom. Wow. And I'm like, dang, okay. So we went straight there, got the steroid, like the inhaler, all the things. So he's good. Um, it was like acute bronchitis. So really low key. Yeah. Um, and then the day after that, we had to go for flu shots in the morning. And then the, then yep, yep. Uh, yesterday we did the dentist for Elliot in the middle of the day. So I did, and I had to do all his appointments. Um, and then today is uh, Evie's birthday. Happy so birthday, Evie. Five. So wow. for birthday breakfast, me, Beth, and uh, the, Three littles, dude. How you actually have you been to OC Cafe before here in Osceola? I have not, but I've heard about it. And I bro. heard it's phenomenal. Is bro, it good? bro, date. Uh, Beth <laughs> yeah. would shoot me if I don't take her, dude. So they do they do homemade cinnamon rolls as like their little birthday thing. I mean, we still had to pay for it, so like right, probably sure. eight bucks. But Evie got a cinnamon roll, bruh. Only cinnamon roll I've had better is like home Amish made. Like or like sourdough level, yeah, like right. cinnamon rolls. Banging cinnamon roll, nice. some good business and gravy. Some, I mean, it was just some good eat. Coffee was cheap. Coffee was yes. super cheap. But, but you know, when you get in like those mis mismatched Menards and advertisement mugs, right? That it's just going to be an experience, and oh, you don't, yeah. you gonna make it, right? Right. So, so we did that today. So it's been one of those really weird weeks where it's been 
the benefit of working from home and working from yourself. Like that's why I do what I do. Yeah. But it's also been such a jagged week in terms of start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, and then different things. And it's one of the last few nice weeks here in Michigan. So I, I walked with fun. Elliot outside. Or think- Elliot, he's not a baby. Lennox, I've done a two or three walks with him this week in the middle of the afternoon. So yeah. it's been good, but it's also like five o'clock hit on like today. And I'm like, I need like four more hours of work before uh, yeah. my brain is okay. Right. So I did a massive brain dump on my dry erase board that you can't see behind me just to get it off so I can go eat dinner. Sure. So, sure. It's been It's been weird. It's been a really good, good week. It's been great with everything with work and family and just trying to keep up with the things. And, and Beth and I are going to go on another date night this week, like two weeks in a row or, Dang, or, bro. or two date nights in three weeks, which is like, unheard of you know awesome <laughs> so so we're blessed with that dude but real question is is when the kids are sick yeah we know mama takes the brunt yep she does how's janelle holding up she is ready for the the snotty coughing craziness to be over so she wants uh, to be by herself like get alone <laughs> i told her yesterday so she had to take some stuff to the dance studio yesterday for a pno that they're having tonight which in case people didn't know, she she like runs the dance studio. Well, she doesn't run it, but she answers <laughs> a lot of the, yeah, I mean, she does a lot of the, the yeah, administrative she, work. She grinds there, yeah. But uh, so she had to drop stuff off there last night. I'm like, look, honey, so she left at like 5 36 o'clock ago. Look, if you don't want to come back until like 10, 10 30, I'm totally cool with that. Like, if you needed some time, she's like, look no. at you. She goes, no, she goes, I ain't going to do that to you. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm just offering. If you want it, you can take it, though. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. come on. So did she not take it? She did not take it. No, Shouldn't she came right At least back. go to Sonic or Ritter's and just sit in the parking lot for an yeah, hour. That's not her. She doesn't like to do that kind of stuff. So I tell her all the time, go go to Starbucks, go sit and have a cup of just coffee. Just go sit, man. Go read watch a book. some YouTube. She doesn't read books very often, but go to oh. go watch, you know, binge YouTube or binge a podcast while you're just sipping on coffee. Just go, just chill. Go hang out. It's all it's all good, baby. That's what we want to do, Jamil. <laughs> right? right? That's what we want. Yep. So you need to want it too. Percent. <laughs> so uh, what you drinking tonight, there, big guy? Bro. So you're gonna be so proud of me. <gasps> I bought my first bags of Tacoa. Yes. Right? I think we did we talk about this last week a little well, bit that I bought some Tacoa. I don't remember if we talked about it last week or not. I'm trying to remember if I bought it last week or if I bought it at the beginning of I know you and I week. were texting about it. I took Nora out. When did I take Nora out? Did I take I her out on Saturday? Week. I may take her on Saturday. So I don't think we talked about it. Hang on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to pull up our text. Right. We so so I got two different bags from Tacoa. I got their decaf and then I got their light roast Ethiopian, which yes. it, it's it's good. The, the Saturday. You, you well, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. Yep. podcast. Okay. So, so, I mean, I've had to call, we've gone to the coffee shop, but I took Nora out. She got a hot chocolate. We ran to like four places to pick up a bunch of different orders. Right. And so, you know, girl was with me for like two hours, two and a half hours, just sitting in her car seat, didn't move. Nice. So we went to Tacoa. She got her hot chocolate. I got my Americano. It, it, it was weak, which was weird because last time I got my, you know, got my Americano it was excellent. Jeff, but I do better. A couple bags. <laughs> Jeff, do better. <laughs> I mean, it happens. It happens. I mean, my, my taste was, or I should say it felt like the pole was rushed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it felt like either there wasn't They're quite probably- enough beans. They probably or it wasn't tampered well they enough. Didn't tamper it well, I bet. I don't think it was tampered well enough. Um, and so now yeah, we're getting real bougie over yeah, here. So I are. got some of the beans. So tonight, though, I'm not drinking coffee. I went a little bougie. Ooh. I went cafe au lait, which is French for really yummy coffee. <laughs> so 
<laughs> it's it's not coffee. It's French. Brain is like, dude, you it's French American. Really you silly coffee. Americans. <laughs> so so cafe au lait is just coffee with milk. So it's it's uh, lactose free milk because uh, your boy got some tummy issues. Sure. Decaf because your boy doesn't want to have anxiety issues. Right. And then some vanilla syrup to give it a little. Bro, so I'm having a vanilla cafe au lait right now, my dude. You, Can you beat that? You're an old bougie dude. Can you beat that? <laughs> you're an old, an old bougie dude. <laughs> I'm an old bougie like, dude with some, my, with, some my, with some tummy problems. My tum tum and my anxiety. <laughs> I, I sprinkled a little cinnamon in there so it takes away the inflammation in my knees. Tell me we're over 30 without telling us you're over 30. Oh, I love it, man. But no, well, Can you beat that or are you just being boring so tonight? So I am drinking their uh, Tacoa's Autumn Blend, actually. They're... Oh. Uh, that they've, got, they've got an autumn blend, which is like uh, pumpkin and cinnamon. It, it's so it's like a, it's almost like a PLS, uh, or I'm sorry, PSL. PSL, wow. like PLS, uh, PSL, um, but not quite. And I got that with your, your favorite sweet cream. You know the sweet cream creamer that you love. Yes, sir. Mm, so, so good. That's what we always carry in the house for Mark. Uh, <laughs> just for me, which is funny. I haven't used it in a while, but Janiel just well, she always have, has to make sure it has to be here for. So Mr. what is it Mark called? Their fall. I'm I'm looking it it's up right now. Autumn fall blend. It's, it's their autumn, autumn blend. blend. Yeah, it's, it's their autumn. Something. Oh no 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 autumn vibes. Autumn vibes. That's it what is it is autumn yeah. vibes. Yes, and it is delicious. Let me tell you, a yeah. gourmet pumpkin chocolate and cinnamon flavored coffee. Yeah, yeah no, oh, I would not yeah. drink that with you, bro. Bro, it's delicious. Nah, I don't want that many wild flavors in my coffee, and I don't like cinnamon in my coffee. I really don't like cinnamon in my coffee. Bro, <laughs> but I do got, I mean, I, I don't know what though. they're, it, it is really fun, right? So I have different types of decafs here in the house and all the decafs have different wash processes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so this decaf, I would say is definitely good. It's, 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 it's good. It, it feels like it needs a little bit of a punch. I don't know how you make a decaf have a punch. Um, but, brew it longer. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, get it. You, you know what? Best thing to probably do, honestly, to get a good punch is to uh, make an espresso and do like a yeah, couple of Yeah, I need a new espresso, espresso machine. Shots, and yeah. so Christmas yeah. already passed. So people go, no, I got for Christmas already, but I don't know what I'm getting for Christmas. And an espresso machine is on the list, but I don't think we have $300 to blow on an espresso maker. So, yeah. well, so as you, all of our Facebook uh, fans uh, and family, no, uh, your boy over here, right? <laughs> Janiel's going to take a picture of me after this episode before we record the next episode because I'm all business up top and uh, loungy on the bottom. I've got my Christmas lounge you pants Christmas on. Pants? <laughs> I got my Christmas lounge pants on. That should have been worn last week, bro. I know. This but is I was, New Year's. I pulled it off and I'm like, well, yeah, but maybe I got them for Christmas, but I didn't. <laughs> so, Dude, I am wearing like my legit business work clothes right are now. You? I got my jeans. I, okay, I'm wearing my RTC sweater that you can go pick up at the merch store right That's now. right. Go to realtalkerspodcast.com forward slash shop, and you can then be redirected to Redbubble and get your sweatshirt. Hey. <laughs> I like Ding, it. I like it. Too. Hey, I'll read the review, and then we can jump into this New Year episode. How about that? That sounds good, buddy. Cool beans. So this is from, it's supposed to be just under dash ma, but it's J-U-5-T. Almost like, uh, what was the old, oh, Skater Boy with Avril Lavigne? It was yeah, like right. S-K- Eight. Right. Yep. You know, skate. Or, it's what that reminds me of this. So I'm guessing just my, I don't know. Uh, but July 11th, this was left. The title, Practical Living, five stars. The hardest part about being a young Christian is the lack of wisdom. Mm. But listening to an episode of RTC is like sitting at the feet of your uncle while he talks about life, which makes sense because I'm drinking, uh, you know, <laughs> stuff that makes sure my tummy you're old, and my anxiety you're, you're, doesn't flare you're up. old and bougie. <laughs> old and bougie. Bad and bougie, not old and bougie. Um, <laughs> if you ever need... Uh, 
If you're ever in the need of practical life advice pertaining to Jesus, this podcast should be your go-to. Keep up the good work. Well, just like always, just my five, send us an email at realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com. We'll get your mini swag bag in the mail. That's and right. I do want to report that we have been you know, slowly building the Facebook community, yeah, right. slowly getting more uh, different reviews on different platforms. I'm pulling it up now just to make sure I get the right stat at date of recording because I just looked at it the other night, and I feel like we've crossed the 200 download reviews a little bit ago yeah we have 213 reviews on apple Podcasts. so you guys keep crushing it over there keep leaving reviews on there but i do know that spotify is the main place and spotify we're sitting at a pretty 1.3 thousand ratings over there so for you guys who leave ratings and review literally thank you thank you because you guys are crushing it and just getting places because people keep messaging us saying i just looked up best christian podcast and you guys pulled up and the reason is because you guys keep rating us and reviewing us so let's keep doing that we'll get in the ears of other people and keep growing this mug how about that sounds good to me so today we're going to be uh talking about uh speaking of faith right and 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 you know i thought this was a a very good um review to have on this specific podcast talking about being a young christian uh hardest part about being a young christian is the lack of wisdom well sometimes in that that uh, lack of wisdom or or um hardships that may come, uh, you know, you may have a, a difficult time uh, in your Christian walk. Maybe it's a little bit stagnant. And so today, Mark and I wanted to, to come and, and talk about five ways to reset uh, your faith, right? And next week, we're going to go into that even more. Just as a little teaser. Shush. As a little teaser. Don't don't give it away. It's the spoilers, oh, my buddy. My bad. My bad. Boss. My bad. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, we just wanted to, to bring this up and talk about uh, five ways in uh, in which uh, we can reset our faith as we come on the new year to reconnect with God and uh, and and reconnect uh, the practical way of living and, and being the hands and feet of Jesus and uh, becoming disciples of Him. So uh, let's dive right into it. Uh, number one. You know me. It's like the top five facts here. Number one, go. <laughs> acknowledge the need for a reset. So mm. uh, I've got, like one of those things where it's like the first step of recovery is admit you got a problem. That's what I was about to say, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have to admit it. So, no, you got to acknowledge the need for a reset, right? If you're if you're needing five ways to reset, the first step is to acknowledge you need it. Uh, so Hudson Taylor said, God is not looking for men of great faith. He is looking for common men to trust in his great faithfulness. And sometimes that's hard to remember uh, when you're, when you're going through struggles in life that, uh, or you're, you know, you go to church and you see this, this perfect family on the outside, or you look on social media and you see this perfect family. And you're like, I, I just, I can't compete with that guy. It's just be. getting more and more, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude. But, but God doesn't need great people, right? He needs, he needs common people and to show his greatness too. Uh, so, uh, oftentimes we find ourselves distant from God when we don't keep him at the center of our daily walk. In those times, we need to take the step to reestablish the discipline it takes to be a disciple of the one who poured out his blood for us. Seeing that we may not be pursuing Christ as we need to should make us pray that God help us to reset. So part of that acknowledgement is, is calling out to God and asking him to, uh, to help us. Right? So Henry Blackby says this, Jesus taught that your highest priority must be in your relationship with him. If anything detracts you from your relationship, that activity is not from God. God will not ask you to do something that hinders your relationship with Christ. Now, what you could take that as 
in the wrong context is that he's talking about, oh, if anything comes or you, you spend more time doing anything other than focusing on him, um, then, then you, you know, it's a hindrance and you're not, it detracts from your relationship with him. But as we at Real Talk Christian Podcast would say, there are instances where that is part of the relationship of, of loving others, loving our families, taking care of our families. That's all part of, of being in that relationship with Christ because those are responsibilities that he gave to us. So in that context, and that's the context that I took it from Henry uh, Blackaby, was the fact that in all things that we do, if we do it to, the, to, to God, the glory of God, um, that actually strengthens our relationship. But uh, sometimes we can be distracted uh, and, and kind of get away and lose the discipline that we had. And, and we just, again, have to acknowledge and reset uh, reset our faith and, and, and take a step back and go, look, I've, I'm not as close as I once was or should be. Uh, I have not been spending time with him. I've been distracted. I need to get back on it. So Colossians 3, uh, verses 23 and 24 says, Whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people, knowing that you will receive a reward of inheritance for the Lord, you serve the Lord Christ. And Psalm 51.10 said, God created me a clean heart. Uh, I'm sorry, God create a clean heart for me and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So in both of these verses, uh, it's whatever you do, do it for the Lord. And sometimes we need to pray that God creates that steadfast spirit uh, that uh, is, is holding on to him in that relationship. Uh, and that's something that we need to cry out to God for. Yeah, and with thinking through that, you know, I'm thinking through of, of, a, of a couple of people in particular that have messaged us on Facebook and Instagram and just had different conversations with people where so many people have found our podcast because they've had that desire mm-hmm. of I, I was like, you know, I've been a part of the faith for a bit. I walked away and I've just felt alone and, you know, feeling like I just need either a pick me up or of a, a, a hard restart or more of just reconnecting back to their, their faith and their Christian roots. And they said that your, your podcast, well, our podcast helped them do that. And, you know, that is one thing that we can do as well is, you know, when we acknowledge the need for the reset, mm-hmm. there's that level of just doing the work and not just acknowledging it. Cause I feel like there's so many times, especially for, for me and maybe Fuller, you can agree with this too, is I can say, you know what, man, I really need to get back in the word. I really need to just, you know, get back into things. I know God's a guy of a second chance. I got, I know God forgives me. And, and I was even pulling up, you know, some, some verses off the right. Cause I was like, you know, God's the God of second chances. Right. And you know, he gives us these second chances all the time, but so many times we're very good at acknowledging that we need the restart or acknowledging that my faith hasn't been very strong or acknowledging that I need to read my Bible more, pray more, get involved in church. But so many times we leave it there. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, especially for me and I'm, I'm culprit number one where it's like, man, I, I need to read my devos better. So I'm going to put my book right next to me. So that way when I'm feeding Lennox, I can do whatever I need to do. And, um, then three weeks later on. I look at it and I'm like, I probably should dust that book because it hasn't been touched yet. You know, I probably should stop watching the Wrexham documentary right. and read my, read my Bible a little right, bit right. because it's so hard where, for, for me, with with my own personal Christian walk, it's it's been such a challenge to go from studying the scriptures to lead Bible studies and teach to do it just to connect with God. And so I'm very good at acknowledging, though, I, I'm, you know, screwing up. I need to do this, that, and the other. And But there's also that level of we tell our kids this where, you know, you can say you're sorry, but generally just saying the word sorry if you've hurt somebody isn't enough. you got to then put feet to your, what you're saying, yeah. put your money where your mouth is. Action to words. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of us here in the podcast, especially if we're listening, we'll all say, yeah, we acknowledge that we need to reset. We need to restart. We need to get back into the big things. But I know this is where you're transitioning into probably is the fact of what do we have to do to go beyond just 
acknowledging it because you don't want to yeah, be full right. of crap where you're just like, oh, I need to do better. I need to do better. I know I need to do better. I know I need to do better. It's like at some point you need to have someone look at you and be like, yeah, you know it, but you ain't doing jack crap. Yeah, so it's, it's, let's go. It's not getting stuck in the step one process, right? You're just stuck mm. in step one and it's a residual and resounding. Oh, I'm just in step one. And then you go do your own thing and oh, still in step one acknowledgement. Oh, okay. Yep. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Or I'm going to do it, which we're going to get into next week. I'm going to do it yep. the next day. I'm going to do it next week. I'm going to. Which do, is that a big struggle for you? Are you more of like you get started and then you fall off the bandwagon? You get started again, you fall off the bandwagon. So for me, it's it's very much uh, in the past. It's been uh, once I get going, it's hard for me to stop. Uh, mm. But it's getting going. It's it's that taking that a first fuller step, in motion right? stays in motion. There, it's exactly. There's a lot of mass here. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to stop Catholic the train, mass, friends. Not it's Catholic hard, mass. It's hard to stop the train <laughs> once it gets going. It takes a lot to get it there. But once now it's you need there, a choo choo yeah. train sound effect <laughs> on your pad to go choo choo. That's tra- train what tracks. was that? That was train tracks, man. I, it, well, you have a train track sound yeah, already? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Fuller train, here we go, folks. Choo choo. But I do need a choo choo. Maybe I'll just that do this. That would be funny. I got my little bicycle bell. <laughs> you were prepared for that one. <laughs> Anyways. Any, so so first off, before the restart, we first have to acknowledge that we need it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, you know, just more than acknowledgement, it's it's a true acknowledgement. It's not just saying it with your mouth, but it's acknowledging it in your heart mm. and dedicating yourself to making the change, right? And mm-hmm. and until you can get to grasp with with doing that step one from your heart, you can't move on to step two. Just, it's just not going to happen unless you commit so what yourself. Is step so two? step two is return to God's word, right? Oh, so God's word is the, the basics. God's word is the foundation to our spiritual growth. It is the love letter from our creator and Lord. Gotquestions.org has this to say about scripture. The importance of the Bible is that it gives us the opportunity to see and know God. The scripture reveals his character and nature, his sovereignty and his power, and his reason for creating us, the universe, and everything in it. We read about God's dealing with humankind, his goodness and grace, his light and love, his holiness and justice, and his mercy and compassion. The Bible reveals God's desire from the beginning to have a people of his own. In it, we learn about the perfect, uh, the perfect fellowship that humans once had with God in paradise and how it was broken by sin and disobedience. But through the sacrifice of God's Son, Jesus Christ, we can be forgiven. We discover that God's desire to redeem us and to restore us to a right relationship with himself, Romans chapter 5, uh, through reading God's word, we can, we can come to the understanding the purpose of our lives as well as God's plans from the beginning of time throughout all eternity, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, and Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. The importance of the Bible is that it is a life-giving book. The word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. That's in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. The God who desires to redeem us gave us his word, the power to save us. Uh, we have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, uh, through the living and enduring word of God. Not only does the Bible have the power to save us, but it also has the power to sanctify us. Now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truth so that you have a sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. First Peter chapter 1, verse 22. Uh, 
God's word has the power to cleanse us, sanctify us, and make us holy. John chapter 15, chapter 17, and Ephesians chapter 5. And his word gives us the power to defeat sin and bring our thoughts into spiritual obedience to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. The importance of the Bible is that it shows us God's will. By obeying what the Lord says in the Bible, we can keep ourselves pure, Psalm 119, 9, and 11. Meditating on the teachings of Scripture will cause us to prosper spiritually and bring blessing and true success in life. This And a little commentary note, not success in the way that we think of like adding material things, but success in our walk in life with Christ. Sorry, coffee burps. You're uh, good. The Bible contains essential wisdom and guidance for making our way through life. The word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119, 105. Jesus taught us to depend on God's word for our daily bread. We cannot underestimate the importance of consuming it regularly, for it is the fuel of our spiritual lives. God's word equips and empowers us to serve him, and we can wield it to our greatest offensive weapon against our adversary, the devil, and the powers of the darkness. The word of God is eternal. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. Truth is eternal. The sum of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous rules endures forever. Psalm 119, 160. How can we doubt the importance of the Bible when we read, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. So we, we talk about... Throughout this whole article, or the Got Questions does, talks about all these things that, that the Bible gives to us. And, and to sum it all up, it's, it's more than just a love letter. It's a uh, breath of life into us and into our spiritual man. And, and with the scripture, as we read it and read these God's words, it's almost like God breathing that spiritual man into us and renewing us every single day. And I feel like it's so simple. You know what I mean? Right. Like um, that that old childhood song where it's like, read your Bible and then pray every day. But like, read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. And so many times. Hang, hang and I just feel- Let's hear that Wait. again. <laughs> your song. I want to hear your song again. <laughs> no, I got, I got Sabrina Herbingo. Um, but, you know, when it comes to it, it's the fact of... For those who've been part of the faith for a long time and have, you know, always grown up in the church and been a part of it, I feel like so many times, like, this is why I like you, how you use the word return, because it can get stagnant, yeah. you know? And I know for you and I, where it's like, you know, we study theology, we've done it for years, we have these conversations. Sometimes it's like, man, reading the same book over and over and over and over, and it's just like, you, you eventually just get stagnant where it's like been there, done that, got the t-shirt. And then, but as I'm, you know, listening to you read through this and reading through it myself for the fact of the Bible is a life giving book. It lets mm-hmm. us know God has power to save us and sanctify us and show us what God's will is. You know, if we truly are Christians, truly are believers, we're trying to follow after him and follow after Jesus. The only way we're going to know that is through the word, right. you know, through the Bible. Well, and okay. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish it. Sorry. No, I was I was finishing. Oh, I was just gonna say I was gonna add to that and say that uh, you know it's, it may seem like it's the it's the same thing that we read over and over again, but as I continue to study, right, every time I study a passage again, God brings a new light to that passage for me. Whether it's me digging into a commentary with that passage, which I haven't done before, and mm-hmm. then bringing out a cultural statistic or fact that that I had never 
understood before. And when you're looking at it through through the perspective of possibly the people that were living those words during the day. So like eschatology, right? Been back on, on the board of studying eschatology again. And, and just looking at the different nuances in the Greek and just going through what this could all mean and, and how these words were carefully and thoughtfully put together, inspired by God to these men, these 40 different authors to this book. Uh, it's an amazing thing, and God can reveal to us. Um, I think it's precept upon precept, right? He, he, it's layer upon layer how God reveals Himself to us through His Word, um, not not by um, um, eisegesis or you know what we're trying to, to force those Scripture to fit into our life and how how we want to see it, but how God reveals His truth to us in His Word, and how can we find His truth without reading His words? Yeah, and um, did you ever see that that interview that uh? You know Trevor Noah, the comedian. He's got the afro. Um, he's South African. Um, yeah, I can't. I don't say know. Once I, you look him up, you'll know exactly who Trevor Noah is. Okay. He has a quote because he he says that his mom is in his quote like a Bible scholar. And I saw this clip a few weeks ago, and he was saying that his mom has read her Bible every day. He goes since as long as I've known her. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, he, Trevor Noah probably is somewhere in his thirties, late thirties by now. And he goes, it shocks me because every time his mom reads something. She's like, I learn something new every time I get this. And not like a new insight of like weird spiritual insight, but yeah. more just a new reflection to take away from, yeah, from, from an element or a new application for it. And she'll text him these different words. And it all goes back to the fact that his mom flat out believes that God's word is living. Yeah. So therefore it speaks. So therefore we got to listen. So I'll just take like an example of like, okay, it's Jesus wept, right? Shortest verse in the Bible, right? Jesus mm-hmm. wept. Maybe the first time you read it, like, Oh look, Jesus wept because he cared. He cared about like people not listening. Then it's like, no, he cared about their hearts next time you read it. And then it's like, man, no, he like, he sees all time. Like maybe he's weeping because of the whole world and the sin. And wow, look at how much Jesus really loves. And look at when John three sixteen, God so loved the world. He said his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish and have eternal life. Maybe he's weeping for those who will not come to him. Right. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And then you see how it expounds and more and more. It's like, wow, maybe, you know, maybe the way that Jesus was weeping was more than just what we per- first perceive, but maybe, you know, it, it's more compounded than what we, we p- first perceive. So. Right. And I actually heard a sermon from Timothy Keller this past week where he was talking about how he answered Martha and then answered Mary and then cried. One, he came at with truth really, really hard. Whereas the fact of, don't you know, we're all going to raise again, like get over it. Whereas when Mary came, that's when Jesus wept. Right. And so just in those words, Jesus wept, that shows what he verbally said, I am, you know, I am God, right. you know, his divinity. But then he also said, I'm a human and showed his humanity as well. And so he's able to sympathize in our weakness because he wept. Right. Exactly. That's just two dang verses, man. Right. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. And like how much depth is in scripture. And so that's the importance of reading it every day. It's not that, okay. I'm going to sit here and I'm just going to read this. It's like it's, it's meditating upon his word day and night, right? And and that word meditate is mm. more than just read. It's mm. think, meditate. It's, it's contemplate. It's yep. it's mull it over. It's really just take it in and soak it and think about it and like what is what does this mean? It's what like a cow's stomach chew, and then you know when cow chews the cud, right? Exactly, the, and, then, and then spits it up, meditate, chews, chews it comes up, chew it, put it down, yeah. chew it again. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's and that's part of it, and that's part of studying the word, and that's how we get the truths out of it. So, so really fast, if someone's listening, they're like, "All right, Fuller, all right, Mark, we hear what you're saying. Where should I start? 
what would you recommend for where should they start? You know, and I'll do my fast one. All right, go ahead. do your fast one. Oh, I was just going to say the easiest way is to just pick up one of the smaller letters in the New Testament and just get that. I like was, first John's a great one. James a great one. I was going to uh, say first Peter's a great one. I was going to say first John or the gospel of John are my mm. two favorite go-tos. My, my favorite Leviticus and Ezekiel <laughs> Levit- revelation. No, I'm kidding. Le- <laughs> Leviticus. Oh man. I'll go wild. <laughs> no, but so that's probably the easiest one. I mean, yeah. there's other ones where it's like pick up a good devotional, like our daily bread yeah. is a great one. Um, or another easy one is just to do like the dwell Bible app completely free where it just reads the scripture to you. Yeah. But it, uh, again, we should try to get a little bit more in depth than that. Right. If we can, mm-hmm. Um, that's a good starting point, but that's not the ending point, right? Because we're st- supposed to study to show ourselves approved, right? We're supposed to uh, rightly divide the word of truth. These are the these are the things that we are supposed to do as Christians, as teachers, right? Um, if you're a, a husband, you're supposed to be the, the leader of your home, the teacher of your home, the priest of your home. So mm-hmm. these are the things that you should really be diving into and studying God's word um, more than just a devotional. That's a great starting point, and I don't want to knock devotionals because I think devotionals oh, they got place, yeah. are, are, are like, it's like the cup of coffee in the morning, right? It's the great mm-hmm. pick-me-up, but it's not the substance that will keep you fed through your entire life. It's it's the Maxwell's house of coffee. It only gets you so far. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll give it even a, I'll give it a decent cup of coffee, but it's no food. It ain't no cheeseburger. <laughs> you That's know? true. That's so, true. So That's true. It, it ain't no Chipotle. But but it is a good it's a good drink to have first thing in the morning. I have mine every single morning, so I'm I'm saying it's good. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, dude. So, so so far we have to admit right. and recognize and acknowledge the need for reset. Return to God's word as a part of that reset. What's next you got for us? So number three is cultivate cultivate a vibrant prayer life. Now this is like, <laughs> if I had to say, so I forget what the word's called, but basically you crescendo up to the, the pinnacle uh, uh, and then you kind of like the inciting moment and then the climax yeah, and so then like, like in, in the English literature out of the, out of the five things that we're going to talk about. This is the climax right here, right? This is the number one cultivate a vibrant prayer life. Daily communication with God is a, pivotal for resetting our walk as it is the vehicle in which we communicate with God. So God communicates to us through his word. We communicate to God through our prayer life. And mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing because you think about like uh, evangelists like Billy Graham, right? And, and the revivals that happen. And they sent whole prayer teams to cities weeks ahead of any type of revival or, or crusade that they were doing to pray and pray and fast and pray. And that, for whatever reason, God decides and chooses to work through prayer. So GodQuestions.org, again, has to say this. Quite simply, for followers of Jesus Christ, prayer is the best way to communicate with God. Prayer is the vehicle for daily dialogue with the one who created us. The importance of daily communication through prayer cannot be overestimated. It is so important that it's mentioned over 250 times in Scripture. So why is daily prayer so important? First, daily prayer gives us an opportunity to share all aspects of our lives with God. Second, daily prayer gives us the chance to express our gratitude for the things he provides. Third, daily prayer provides the platform for confessing our sin and asking for help in overcoming that sin. Fourth, daily prayer is an act of worship and obedience. And finally, daily prayer is a way to acknowledge who is really in control of our lives. Uh, And then... uh, R.C. Sproul had this to say. He says, uh, prayer does not change things. All our, I'm sorry, prayer does, wow. Prayer well, does change things, all kinds of things. But the most important thing is it changes us. 
as we engage in this communion with God more deeply and come to know the one with whom we are speaking more intimately, that growing knowledge of God reveals to us all the more brilliantly who we are and our need to change in conformity to him. Prayer changes us profoundly. And Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So prayer is like the 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 great crescendo, if you would, of, of the Christian walk, because in it, that's where we can really open up and be honest to God about us. Even though God knows every thought, he knows our motives, he knows all these things, he still does not move and he doesn't press himself on us unless we offer ourselves to him in an offering, right? And so, uh, you know, confessing your sins, uh, you know, just crying out to him. How many times have we read in the Psalms? We got a whole book of lamentation about crying out to God. And we've talked about this through several podcast episodes, but just really engaging God in the honesty of our lives. And, and, and that's the mode that God chooses to work, right? He says, if you, if you, uh, uh, if you lack anything, uh, or ask it, right? Um, don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. This is what uh, Paul says in Philippians and the peace, which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. So that prayer is so important for, for everything. And in every, uh, and on all ways of our life, all aspects of our life, uh, to to guard our hearts, guard our minds, to have that communication with God back and forth, to let our needs be known unto Him, uh, and, and and to just spend time with Him, to have that relationship. Um, again, it's like uh, I'll give you an example. So I have a friend that we do this this app called Marco Polo, right? So it's a video. Yep. It's Get on Marco Polo. It's video. Yep. It's video messaging, right? So I, I I do a video message, and it's just me talking, and then he does the video message, and it's back and forth, right? So I look at that Marco Polo as a, as a great analogy of, of scripture reading and prayer, right? Uh, if all I'm doing is scripture reading and not praying, right? All I'm hearing is God, God's one-way communication with me, but God is not getting any communication back. So there's no relationship, right? It's like listening to an audio book, right? That, yep. the, the author doesn't have that relationship, but my praying then reestablishes that now we're, we're building a relationship, the back and forth, and that's, that's what builds not just the, um, the dictation, the teacher-student relationship, but the, but the relationship that uh, causes fellowship, right? That, that loving relationship, that connection, um, and, and it's so important. Uh, I would say prayer and scripture reading are the two most important things a Christian can do in their entire walk with Christ. And um, how often are we actually participating in those right things. so like that's where my brain goes for me you know so, and, that, and that's the big thing right we'd rather sit on a uh, on, on a pew or a chair on sunday morning have some scripture read to us and be like well i'm good for the week now or hey i, I ran across this scripture on facebook or instagram i'm good now but there's no prayer communication or maybe you do have a little prayer um I, yeah i prayed at dinner with my kids Prayer, that's just a quick, you know, that's not is that cultural or is that yeah, yeah that's not <laughs> yeah. prayer that's not intimate relationship with christ uh, and God uh, 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 in every day of your life. You know, prayer is one of those mysteries that I don't know if we'll ever understand. Because, you know, so many times I know you and I, are, we want to we want to wrestle and grapple with, does prayer actually change the mind of God or not? Because we see Moses doing stuff and God changes mind. Does If God is never changing, he's already willed and decreed everything. And he's determined how it's going to work. What the heck does prayer have to do with anything? You know, I it's... Prayer is one of those awkward things where 
there's so much mystery behind it in terms of how God works and uses prayer, but we're still commanded to do it. And I think that's one thing we need to hang on to is, right. you know, we're told to pray. We're told to, with prayer and petitions, make your requests made known unto God. Pray without ceasing. Jesus went by himself into places to pray. And, and you know, good old Billy Graham quote, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but something about if, if, if Jesus had to go along to pray, what makes you think you don't? You know, right. and so if that's how we commune with God, the father and make our request known and, and commune with him. It's such a interesting practice. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a spiritual discipline that is not always easy or comes natural. And honestly, we may not even understand exactly how God works with our prayers of, does he use our prayers as a confirmation of what's going on? But needless to say, you know, if we want to restart our faith, we're commanded to pray Right. That prayer somehow changes things, whether it changes ourselves or the circumstances around us or the way God works in and of itself. But it also, I think, keeps our eyes and mind focused, you know, subconsciously on Jesus, the author and yeah. finisher of our faith. Right. You know, if we're to keep our eyes on Jesus and we're constantly going to him, you know, that's what keeps our eyes focused on him. It's kind of like, you know, if I want to keep my eyes focused on my wife, I got to keep talking with Beth. Yeah, exactly. You know, and yep. when she's not here, what do I have? I have a picture of her at my desk. I got pictures of her over there. Like I keep my eyes on her. And, you know, I, I feel like this is where the Catholic church has all, always has done such a great job. And the Puritans have even done a great job with, of with the, like the books of common prayer or there's just different common prayers that you could read for different times and different seasons. Because if you don't know what to pray, these are prayers that you can make yours or the rosary, even though I don't agree to pray to Mary or pretty different saints with that, it was just a tool to help you focus your mind on mm -hmm. prayer, mm -hmm. you know? And so for us as Protestants, I think this goes back to last year's conversation at new year's about how to create rhythms in your life. What can you do to create rhythms? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like a, a rhythm of prayer is one of those things that I definitely need to work on this year. That's for sure. Praying. And and, and you know, I suck praying with my wife. I suck praying with my kids before they go to bed and in my own prayer life. But you know, if we want to commune with God, the father, this is the way to do it. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yep. All right, so we've gone over and we've talked about uh, uh, acknowledging the need for a reset, returning to God's word, cultivating a vibrant prayer uh, life. And uh, number four uh, is, I know this one's uh, very near and dear to you, Mark, uh, is engage in worship and community. Yep. Right. Find your tribe. <laughs> find your tribe, right. Uh, so we find in the Bible then uh, descriptions of those first century Christians gathering regularly. This is what, uh, this is the, wow, this is what the question is about. Why do you go to church? In 1 Corinthians eleven eighteen, it says, in the first place, when you come together as a church, or in 1 Corinthians 14, 23, if therefore the whole church comes together. So all of those texts are followed by instructions for how to behave ourselves in a gathered church. Then we find indications in the scriptures of what we should do when we come together. So the question might be, or might mean, why do you go to church or what do you do when you go to church? And so, uh, by the way, this all comes from uh, John Piper. <laughs> I should have preferred Little that. Little John Piper. Uh, and so let me include some of these. All of these instructions in the Bible flow from the fact that Jesus is alive. Jesus is worthy of receiving our regular corporate attention and worship. In other words, these things that the Bible says that we should be doing are not arbitrary. They are organically related to the fact that Christians know and love the follow uh, and follow the living person of Jesus Christ, who died to create people for himself and worshiping people, us being the worshiping people. 
not actually like us bowing down to people. <laughs> uh, right. Later on, uh, we're able to do that. Yeah. Later on in the article, it says, so uh, he says, so let me sum this up. Uh, so let me sum this up like this. The reasons Christians go to church on Sunday is because we have been rescued from our sins, united with a risen living Christ and each other uh, through faith in Jesus. And because of that union with Jesus and with each other, the Bible, God's word, calls us to regular weekly expressions of our corporate joy and thankfulness before God and worship. Not just isolated Christian individuals scattered around, but corporate gatherings, praying and singing and hearing God's word and celebrating the ordinances of Jesus. Um, so Hebrews 10, uh, 23 through 25 says, let us uh, hold on the confessions of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to prov- provoke love and good works, works, not neglecting to gather together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other all the more as you see the day approaching. So again, getting together as a corporate body to not only edify and uplift one another, but to sing praises and worship and, and express thankfulness to God in a corporate manner. And that's what draws us together. That's what binds us together in love and in commonality of our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, you know, we could talk a lot of different conversations inside of this where I know there's a lot of people in our, in our community right now who are listening and are part of the Facebook group have mentioned that they, you know, might live in a place where they don't have a church nearby or the fact of they have been hurt so many times by the church or they're trying to re rediscover their faith, but then they're stuck with people that let's just be honest. Sometimes people suck. And so we do have other episodes in the queue, like not in the queue, but in the past in the archives, like episode 19 of when the church hurts you. Um, We even talked about if there's a good time to leave your church and move on to a different church. But needless to say, I mean, we're obviously, if you've been around for a while, a big believers of you got to go find your tribe. I mean, dude, we even had the episode, I'm going back to 198 of is church membership even a real thing? Right. So we've had these conversations around what the importance of going to church are. So I don't want to rehash some of these issues. We can go back in the archives and listen to them. But at the end of the day, if you want to put it this way, right? Okay. So when you're exercising, you're going to the gym, you're working out, you can go by yourself. You can go, you can go to good old PF by yourself, you know, hit them plant fitness weights, you know, you can hit the treadmills, you can hit the ellipticals. Right. Or what do most people do for accountability, for better results, and for community around it? They do classes right. or they do group sessions where or they, you get, know, a, or, they get a coach that's why or so orange trainer. theory thrives. That's why even Peloton, Peloton, you're not buying a bike, you're buying a system in a community by which you can do things together, even right. though you're by yourself. And, you know, it's kind of the same idea with the fact of, could you be a Christian by yourself? Absolutely. You could read your Bible. You could pray. You could evangelize. You could do those things. And sometimes you may find yourself in those situations. But if you want to get the results, if you want to have the community, enjoy the, the, the fellowship and enjoy the, the, the exercise and the workouts and the constant bringing up together. So that way, when you fall, you have someone pick you up. When you're feeling discouraged, you can be encouraged. That's where community and worship together as, as a body of believers starts. And, and for me, I know we talked about this on the podcast too, of Sunday worship for me is the anchor of the entire week. Right. You know, it's like, that's what starts the week off. And that's what finishes the last week well, is and, Sunday morning worship. And getting together with other believers is, is an encouraging way because you can see that it's not just you alone, right? You're not in this alone. Uh, you know, it, it's like, uh, if you were to go to a place and uh, there was constant negativity mm. um, and you were the only one being positive, eventually you would go uh, become negative, right? That, that's that old saying, uh, what's that? Bad company corrupts good morals. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the same thing here without, without a good church community or being by yourself, right? We, uh, we leave ourselves susceptible to, to the attacks of the enemy, right? Of, of being by ourselves. It's like a, a, like a wounded sheep out in the middle of a field, right? Easy target. Uh, easy target, right? But So we want to be not just under the shepherd, but also with the flock, because in numbers, under the shepherd's care, um, that, that's where safety comes for us as believers. Yeah, and um, the safety thing you said, and, you know, back up to corrupts good morals, um, that's that's the Bible, guys. That's <laughs> right. Proverbs. Yeah, right. So it's good advice to take with you. All right, boss, we got one more. All what right. we got? So to sum up the very last number five of resetting your faith in the new year is rediscover your identity in Christ. Mm. Uh, so we have a whole episode dedicated to finding your identity in Christ. Uh, that's episode 44. Uh, but to sum it up here, here is what gotquestions.org has to say again, since I've been relying on them a lot for, for this stuff. Um, our identity in Christ is first and foremost, one of newness. We are new creations in Christ. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Identity is defined as the collective aspect of the set of characteristics by which a thing is uh, definitely recognizable or known. So our new identity in Christ should be recognizable both to ourselves and to others. If we are quote in Christ, we should be evident or that should be evident just as being quote in the world is equally evident. A further definition of identity is quote, the quality or condition of being the same as something else. In the case of our identity in Christ, our lives should indicate that we are the same as Christ. Not, not, not little gods. That's not what they're saying here, but, but we are Christ like, right? We are, we mm-hmm. are exuber- We are the ambassadors, right? We, yeah. So the name Christian literally means followers of Christ. Later on in the article, they say, we are no longer citizens of the world, but apart from it. Second Corinthians chapter six, verses 14 through chapter seven, verse one. We understand that we are part of a heavenly God ruled kingdom. Things of the earth no longer draw us. We do not fear for our, we do not fear or overemphasize suffering on earth or the trials we face, nor do we place importance on things the world values. Even our bodies and our actions reflect that our minds are no longer conformed to this world, but we, we are now instruments of righteousness to God. And our new kingdom perspective means we understand that our enemy is not the people around us, but the spiritual forces that endeavor to keep the people from knowing God. All of this is the ideal, the character of a mature follower of Christ. One of the greatest blessings about our identity in Christ is the grace we're given in order to grow into spiritual maturity. That truly reflects our new identity. Philippians chapter one, verse six, our lives in uh, our lives in light of our identity in Christ are filled with a heavenly father, a large loving family, and the understanding that we are citizens of another kingdom and not of this earth. Second Corinthians five seventeen says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old passed away and see the new has come. So finding our identity in Christ, we are not what we once were. We are not the identified uh, or we are not the identity of that sinful man in which Christ has saved us from. But we are new creatures, reformed in our mind, and conformed to the image of Christ. We are the little uh, Christ followers, is what we are. And so, uh, in being that, and like we've talked about before, of like being ambassadors, right? We represent the kingdom, and and in representing the kingdom, we should represent the King. And in that aspect, uh, our lives should be um, very well known and prominent throughout um, throughout whatever community or circles that we are in. Um, that there's something about us that's different. 
it doesn't necessarily have to be up in your face, but there's something that, you know, about you, Mark, that's, that's different. I can't put it's my finger different. on it. It's just, you're different. Right. And there's that old thing from the chosen, get, get used to different, right? <laughs> Cause that's what it is. It's, it's something different. It's something that's uh, not natural because natural of this world would be sin. That's the natural man. And, and there's something different about you. And so um, I would encourage everybody to um, go back to episode 44. And if you want to hear more about uh, Mark and I's conversation on finding your identity in Christ. Um, and, and, and so uh, to tie that all together, um, looking to Christ, once you are made new in a new creation, doing the first four will end up leading you into number five. And, you know, it's funny. I was actually just pulling up on my side screen here. I'm like, what episode was that? And so when you said it, I'm like, yep, that's that's funny. I looked it um, up. <laughs> that, that, you, you already had it pulled up, ready to rock and roll. You know, finding your identity in Christ has so much to do with kind of your worldview, like what you kind of said. Like, you know, with, with our oldest daughter, we're trying to teach her that you don't need other people to complete you. And you don't need to have one specific friend at all times and you will do anything and everything in your power to have that one friend because that's that's kind of how you wrap up your whole identity inside of especially and I know it's hard with school and and as you're younger as you're growing up there is that level of a sense of belonging and sense of community but you know we're able to endure hard things go through hard things because of the simple fact of we know that we have found our identity in Christ and what he has done for us and so therefore we can live for him through that and you know that doesn't mean life's going to be easy and life's going to be a cakewalk and as long as you keep your identity on Christ you're never going to be alone you're never going to be scared you're never going to find yourself in places where you know you you can't be you know, use your anointed, what are like, what, what are you doing? Wasting your time. If doors are shut, you got to keep on kicking because you are blessed and you are anointed because you are a child of God. Right. And then you read the apostle Paul and he's like, I was shipwrecked. Yeah. I was eaten by, I was bit by a snake. Yep. I, we were without food. I've been locked up in jail. I but prayed, what is he saying? I prayed. I had a thorn in my side. I prayed to forgot to remove it for, for three days, not like a thorn, not like an actual thorn, but like the metaphor of a, a pain in the butt yeah. for, th- yeah. like for, for three days. You got to remove it for three and days to the point he- that it was, you know, killing them. And yeah. like, we don't know exactly what it is, but nope. like in uh, Colossians three, we just finished reading this with the kids the other day for Iwana or Olympians. He says, this is the greeting in my own hand. Paul, remember my imprisonment. Grace be to you at the end, because we think he was losing his eyesight. Mm-hmm. The brother traveled and wrote letters and spoke. Right. He kind of needs his eyes. And he even said that he wasn't a great public speaker. So you're going to have things that just don't always make sense in your life. Yeah. But, you know, what, what did Paul say in Philippians? Uh, was it 4.13 or 4.16 where the fact of, you know, whether I'm, I've, I have great gain or I have great loss, it doesn't matter because – I can do all things through Christ. Right. And that's kind of where it comes down to not just lifting the heavy weights, but more of, I can endure anything, but I can also enjoy everything too, because of finding that in Christ. And it's something that doesn't make sense to the outside world, which does make people go like, like you can just even tell, like I've had a couple of people, like a business coach that I, I hired, didn't know he was a believer, mm-hmm. definitely a believer. Another guy who I just, you know, beep up with YouTube videos. I saw something and I, he always gave me a weird vibe and I figured it out. I'm like, Oh, you a believer too, aren't you? And like, we're supposed to, and the answer was yes to both of those. And so we're supposed to be give off this vibe where people just go, man, he is, or maybe not give off the vibe, but you know, show Christ. How about that? Right. Show Christ in our lives. When people look at it and be like, y'all, this is weird. Why do, why do you do what you do? Like what you said, where it's like, this doesn't make sense. Right. And that doesn't mean we're perfect. That doesn't mean we're not screw ups and do screw ups. Was the fact of, you know, we are trying to emulate the Christ that, that we follow. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, I mean, to, to kind of wrap it up, Mark, do you got any final thoughts before I... I don't, boss. That's my final thought. Right, so you, what, what, you put a pretty bow on this thing, and we'll do some fun facts. Well, yeah, so I'll just real, real fast recap. Acknowledge the uh, need for a reset. Return to God's Word. Uh, cultivate a vibrant prayer life. Engage in worship and community. And, uh, yeah, and rediscover your identity in Christ. So, therefore, you don't have a sucky 2024. Right. <laughs> There's my... There, there, dude. All right, let's do some fun facts, my guy. I've tried to start it twice now. This is what happens when you're doing all. <laughs> well, no, I started it and then you started talking again because I. Oh shoot! I think there's a delay before what you're hearing to to you know yeah. There's a slight delay on my end, so yeah. people hear awkward pauses <laughs> and gaps. Technology is wonderful. It is what it is. Even though we're only a mile and a half down the road. That's true. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So the fun fact of the day is. Uh, did you know, Mark, that uh, strawberries are not actually berries? I did know this one. I knew this one. They're actually a multiple fruit, which consists of tiny individual fruits embedded in a fleshly receptacle, according to the Carnegie Museum. It's kind of a disturbing way to describe a strawberry, but accurate nonetheless. And that is a very disturbing way. <laughs> a fleshly receptacle. It's a fleshly receptacle. So I'm going to use that when people are like, why don't you eat strawberries? I'm like, I don't eat fleshly receptacles, do you? That's called cannibalism. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I'm not doing that at all. Right. In case people are wondering, I looked it up, bro. We are 1.3 miles away from each other. I was close. <laughs> not even a mile and a half. Right. But you know what else is wild, dude? What's that, my friend? That people listen to RTC week in and week out and either don't leave us a rating and review or don't come over to the Facebook group where we're able to have other like-minded believers just like you kind of what we talked about with finding a community now it doesn't replace the church but it is a great community where we can encourage one another ask questions and even share a little devotional thoughts with one another yeah yeah definitely and uh, if you haven't already go over to our YouTube channel hit that subscribe button and that bell notification so when we're on, you're notified. Love it. And just like always, we've we've been doing this here on the show too. If you're ever wondering, did Mark and Fuller talk about that? The easiest way is just hit the website, search whatever search term you want, and you can listen to whatever episode that we have in our library right there on our website. Just like always, guys, we love you. We thank you. You're part of the RTC community. And until next time, take it easy.